0: hey what's up guys listen i just sat down for an hour and a half conversation with cole walliser cole walliser is a hollywood director he's directed for everyone from pink katy perry channing tatum to revlon um, mercedes-benz all these beauty brands he's very very prominent in the scene down there in la not only is he prominent down there in la he is originally from BC, originally from Richmond, and above all that, a super, super, super genuine and uh, sincere human being that I really enjoyed that conversation with. If you're a creative, definitely check this out. If you're an artist, definitely check this out. If you're someone that just loves digital in general, check this out. It's something that you know, we love to talk about, but just to actually hear from someone that does it on an extremely high level every day um, was frankly just a blessing. So thank you, Cole, for stopping by. Definitely check this one out. You'll love it. Thank you to Heather in the basement for allowing us to use this amazing space with all these local brands in it. If you know Self Hired, you know that we are located here. We do have our stuff here. Not only do we have our stuff here, there's a ton of local epic brands Clean Your Soul is here. Definitely come check this out right, right here on Canby. Uh, thank you for letting us use this space. And uh, again, thank you for Cole to come checking us out uh, for the time that he spent with us today. Creatives, actors, rappers, musicians, I don't care what it is. If you want to be noticed or you want to build your personal brand in a creative space, this podcast is for you. Check it out, guys. But,
1: um... So, you know, it's like my my careers existed uh, sort of before social media really took over. Right. And, you know, I I did, I've been on it for a while and it's been fun to connect with friends and it was sort of, I made the choice of like, okay, I could like forget this and I think I would still sort of survive in the industry. Mm. Um, Or I could like really embrace it, you know what I mean? And so I just made the conscious decision to really embrace it and to like view it as an aspect of my job. It's It's the version of networking. Like when I first moved to LA in 2006, I would hear it from a lot of people, they'd be like, oh, I hate, like, I love doing what I do, but I hate networking, I hate going to the party, shaking hands, doing this. And in my head I'm always like, well, you have to do it, so you might as well find a way to like it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like social networking is that new version where people are like, oh, it's like, I gotta post, I gotta figure this out. And I'm like, it's just a thing you have to do now. You know what I mean? So I really, this past year, I took it as like a facet of my career that I'm, I'm expending energy just like I am in developing jobs and like working on different things, and now it's a component of what I do. And it's been it's been really good. There's been a lot of opportunities that have come through social media, and so it's been
0: it's been exciting. It's not bad, right? But yeah. are you are you were you that same guy that dreaded the clubs or dreaded that partying, or was it, was that a burden to you?
1: Um, uh, it's hard to say because I made the decision as well when I moved there to find a way to like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I was like I mean it's you know it's not a great situation. Yeah, I mean so it's like you know I think. You can be both sides. I think that everybody, when they're feeling good and like having a good time, they like meeting people and like interaction is fun if the interaction's good. But like, you know, sometimes you don't feel like getting out of bed or like you're just like, oh, I gotta put on like my game face or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just found a way to try to embrace it the best I could and try to look at like what the opportunity could be in those situations. And uh, I mean, you know, I definitely have like sat at home when I should have gone out many times, right? Of course, of course, of but course. You know, I tried my best to like embrace anything that would uh, help my career move forward. Yeah. And so totally. that was one of them, really.
0: Dude, I'm that guy too, man. Like, I got I got my first my first and only party of 2019 in uh, la- or two days ago. So I'm oh. good. I'm the same <laughs> same yeah. type of situation. We we put on a party called Hush Music Party. So, mm. you know, Josh, you gotta come out. You do the podcast now. that I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. I'll throw yeah. it on just one time. But you are super. Active on that shit on, on on all social media fronts. It's not just like an Instagram thing You're also going hard on the vlogs mm-hmm. and they're produced on a super high level when I think about vlogs I kind of think about you know like someone fairly you're just sitting there sure, being yeah, like blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You're very like, your cuts are nice, your shots are nice, you have your angles, obviously you know all that shit like yeah, the yeah. back of your hand, but that's still going to be a burden to you to like actually, okay, I'm producing this music video, this reel, this be real, whatever it is, and then I also have to produce a vlog. Is that like a, do you enjoy it or?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> you hate it? No, I mean, okay. So like to, to be completely transparent is that I basically had a guy working underneath me this past year who I was like, he was like my employees as an editor, so mm. for that, and I was doing a bunch of stuff with Jenna Dewan, and so he would That's how you cut okay. my stuff, he would cut her stuff, right. and I would sort of like teach him, I mean, he was paid obviously, but I think a part of the idea was like, he's trying to be a director and trying to learn as Mentor, much as he mentee. can, so I mentored him a little bit, showed him everything I knew in those things, and we worked together, so he put a lot of the hours in as far as editing goes, oh my God. I'm obviously out there shooting stuff, you know what I mean, but it's like, That's, shooting's more fun, like, I like editing, don't get me wrong, but when it comes to, like, oh, I went to Catalina for four days and just shot a bunch of random stuff, I'm like, it would just take me forever, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like, how many, like, how much, how much bad shit goes on, right? Like, how much Totally. yeah, Yeah,
1: it's mostly just garbage, right? And so, I mean, it's like, this is my own, me filming, (laughs) garbage, but it's like, it takes time just to find those cool little moments and, like, weave the story in and out. And um, so I, you know, I worked with him on that and it was, like, a really interesting uh, thing to do for this past year.
0: And then you, got, you freed up a little bit of the time that way and then you don't have oh, to, totally. like, yeah. I, I get it. So is that, like, part of your, you say it's part of your professional life. Is
1: that part of your business plan or is that, like... It's a, it's 100% about, it's, it's mostly business wow. plan. You know what I mean? Like, because it's, like, if I can show, if I can make engaging content, if I can be personable on camera, if that's what I'm showing and putting yeah. out there, I think that that aids in the idea of, like, someone wanting to hire me. You know what I mean? Cause now it's like, if someone says, Oh yeah, I need a director. I need someone to make this thing. Like, Oh, check out Cole. They look up my stuff and there's like fun personable things. I see I'm making stuff that's high quality. I, I, I tried not to come off like an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, this guy might be good to work with. That's only going to help. And then if I can build a following and they're like, Oh, he's built in with like a hundred K or whatever, whatever it is, you know, it's like, uh, that adds value too. You know Mm. what I mean? So it's like, there's no reason why I shouldn't be doing it, especially for me in my career, or right. anybody who's trying to have any career in the public sphere. It's like, it's all going towards that now. Totally.
0: You know, you, you can increase, your price goes up a little bit because of your whatever following on YouTube or whatever following on Instagram. I would say your
1: value goes up, not necessarily your price. Different sure, things, sure, right?
0: sure, different things, absolutely. You can get a
1: higher price by having higher value, mm-hmm. but I don't think it inherently raises your price, it, but it 100% raises your value. So you're saying that price lags behind value. I'm just saying that they're different. Okay. You know what I mean? I think that in, because I think that like people talk about price and rate all the time. Mm. I always try to talk about value because Mm. it's like, that's your, that's your leverage in getting a good price. Now they're very closely related, but like. If people ask me, I don't say, like, my price is this. Well, I mean, I, I do eventually. <laughs> you should like, You say that. What, but in the conversation about, like, talking about the job, it's, like, I try to communicate my value. Mm. Like, what am I bringing to it? What, like, what am I worth to you? Because right. that's what I can charge. I, I Like, I can ask for whatever I want to get. But, like, the question isn't how much do I want. It's how much are you willing to pay me? The market is the market. Exactly, right? Yeah. And so I add value by X, Y, Z, you know, my career, my past, whatever. Totally. Um, and... And I've learned that that's the thing that will actually get you paid better. So mm. I, I try not to frame it in like my rate is this because my rate is super variable. You know right. what I mean? If I want to do a job, it's like I'll do it for super cheap. If this is like a high-profile job that like is is risky for the client to hire someone else, my value goes way up. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's right. like they can't have someone else do it. You're scarce all of a sudden. Exactly. Right. Mm, and that dep- And that depends on the client. It depends on the job. It depends on the creative. Mm. But if it's a version of that where you are scarce, then that's where you can you add more value and that gives you more a higher price. very interesting. I think obviously people like yourself
0: are scarce. Like, I've spent a minimal amount of time in LA, mm-hmm. but most guys are not like you. Right? Okay. Like <laughs> all right, cool. do you get do you get tagged the um happy, go lucky Canadian at all?
1: I, I, I do, I do actually. It's so interesting because it's like I I try, like I definitely put forth in being like happy and positive it's a component yeah. of my life that i actually work on you know wow but i don't think that like i don't view myself as like this guy that's like try i don't know it there's a disconnect because people comment like oh you're, you're always so happy and positive and i never feel like i'm forcing it i just try to feel like i'm just you're being mean. authentic uh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. and so i guess that's like s- sort of like a good compliment because I'm like, oh, I must really be happy if <laughs> people are like So it's kind of like,
0: it goes in a circle yeah. and people think you're happy and oh, I'm happy, I wake up, I gotta be happy, I'm at the I'm at set, gotta be go yeah, lucky. Yeah, because I think
1: that some people like, especially online, like really try to force it, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, man. And so for me, it's like basically if I'm having like, you know, and I go through tough times too and it's like your good days, bad days and whatever, right? But like if it's having a like a shitty time, I'm just like, not talking about it, you know what I mean? No, Because it's not sure. really the thing that I want to like put forward and give energy to and give mm, focus to. Mm. But if I'm having a good time, then it's like, I'll talk about it, you know? No, and me, I'll man. tell you why, right? I couldn't agree
0: more. Listen, to me. optimism is the cheat code to life. Like, opti- like mm-hmm. life is super, you know, malevolent and there's tons of terrible shit that happens all the time. But it's just like, at the end of the day, your perspective is... is- Everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. And obviously that that comes through in your style of filmmaking oh, cool. so yeah. much. like, yeah. I mean, you, you kind of have like um, uh, a bubbly personality, but you also have a bubbly style of directing. And like sure, yeah. your stuff is like super high energy. Uh, I think you've called it colorful, mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Where did you develop that style? Because if I'm wrong... You came up shooting
1: skateboard videos, right? I did, I did. Now, what
0: you're shooting now in skateboard videos is yeah. a little bit different, right? A little bit different. How'd you
1: develop that style? Yeah, I wonder if it's a function of like, you know, you talked about my personality being sort of bright and colorful and then also my work. I, I wonder which one influenced the other because a lot of my career, I've worked with like female pop stars who are really bright and colorful and like yeah. that kind of a thing. So I wonder, maybe it, it could have gone either ways. It's like I was a good match because I had this personality vibe or it sort of like created... My style by working in that uh, section of the that industry a little bit. Yeah, uh-huh. It's hard to say a little chicken before the egg, but I think that uh, you know my style as a director definitely came from that history. Like starting with Pink, uh, you know, I worked with her in two thousand nine. I did a bunch of stuff with her. Then I did stuff with Katie, and then I moved to CoverGirl and did beauty stuff with like Pantene mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. oh and all of these like beauty brands and stuff like that. Um, so when you like lighting women like that of that caliber is like it's a very specific thing you know what i mean probably tough it it is it is a little tough it's like the margin there's no margin for error yeah personality (laughs) like i don't know that's tough personality you know what i I, people say that a lot and 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 but most of the time it's not that bad Mm. it just it, it depends so much it depends on a lot of factors again it's like they're normal people they have good days and bad days but like Actually, I mean, I don't know. There's definitely been days that get cut short because <laughs> yeah. of like per- people are not having fun. So, like, kinda, kinda yeah. not really. But yeah. I mean, it's it's less of like an issue. It's far more an issue just schedule and time. You mm-hmm. know, their availability. Um, those bigger those bigger things. I, you know, personality. They're all generally very sweet, kind, hardworking people. For you know sure. What I mean? Yeah. Which you what you need? Oh yeah. yeah. Especially at that level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. I can't remember what the point we we're getting at. No, but. It's all good though.
0: It's all good though. What I wanted to say, what I wanted to ask. is I want to figure out uh, how this whole thing came to be. First of all, I thought you're like 28. Twenty-nine. You sure, look yeah. super young. Yeah. I don't know. So you throw me off guard. Um, and so I was going to say, how this this is like such a short amount of time, but this has obviously been a journey for mm-hmm. you and something that has not happened overnight or over a matter of years, but over a matter like a decade or a decade plus, sure, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, what kind of got you on this trajectory, if you will? You
1: there was obviously some turning in your life where you're like, I want to be a creative. Yeah. What was that point? So it was, wow, I, I went to school U, to UBC, you know what I mean? And, and as you mentioned, uh, I started filming skateboard videos. Yeah. So that's where I first got my hands on a camera and I started learning how to edit and like do VCR to VCR kind of thing. Um, and I really God, I, VCR to VCR. Uh, yeah, totally, you're right. Yeah, yeah, like before, before like uh, DV, like digital editing, wow. you know? So like, but that was like me just like messing around, like trying mm-hmm. to figure out. And, and it was a thing that I loved doing when I was younger, you know, in my teen, in my teenage years. Yep. Uh, and then at UBC, I, I started working and I bought a good camera and I bought a Mac and I started filming like little jobs. And that really got me into like really learning like nonlinear editing with Final Cut 4 was when I started. Final Cut 4. Um, <laughs> And uh, so at that point, I'm like going to school, I'm like shooting stuff on my own and I'm like learning like about filmmaking and then I'm learning about like how it could be a career, mm. you know? And so it was, I was like third year university and I was loving filmmaking. I was loving being creative. I've always been creative, but it didn't dawn on me that like, oh, that can be your job. You know what I mean? Right. And so for whatever reason, it that just occurred to me. What like, year is this? Uh, let's see. I, I graduated 2003, 2004. Wow. So maybe two thousand two.
0: So this is like before YouTube. This is before Instagram. Before, this is before oh yeah. Before Facebook. Oh, yeah. This is before anything. So
1: like back then we. Was used there
0: internet to- or no? I'm just kidding. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so like back then we used to like I used to make funny little shorts with my friends and I would carry around DVDs in my car and we like be at a party and like the we're hustle. like oh like let's see, see the stuff you guys have yeah, been doing. Yeah. We go get the DVD out like yeah, watch the videos. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah totally. So very different way to distribute your content <laughs> back then. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah so so I guess maybe two thousand two. And I was just kind of like, right, this is what I want to do, I I, 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 I want to at least try to do this as a as a career, you know what mm. I mean? And when I made that decision, I was like, okay, I gotta go to LA. That, those two were tied together. Right, right. Because at that time, I mean, the industry was still very big, like Hollywood was big in Vancouver, but they weren't hiring directors from Vancouver. Of course So not. you could be like a gaffer grip, work production or whatever. But I was like, I want to yeah. be the filmmaker. Yeah, I want to yeah. be the director.
0: You don't want to do lighting. You know? Yeah, totally, yeah, yeah.
1: right? So I was like, well, the only option back then was to go to L.A. Uh, and then so it started to figure out, like, how can I move to L.A.? How can I get a visa? Do that whole thing. And so that process was a couple years. And then I moved in 2006.
0: Okay, so when, so when you decide, first off, was your mom like, you're crazy? Or was your mom like, that's amazing. honey, go do you?
1: I don't know. What were you like, mom? I
0: was like, what do you
1: mean you're moving to L.A.? She's sitting back there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that... Um, she's always always been super supportive, you know what I mean? So, like, that was really cool, uh, because she, I, I, you know, we've talked about it later, and she's expressed her doubts early on, because it's, like, you know, you want your kid to, like, have a successful life, and Mom, I'm gonna go rap. Yeah, you're, like, I'm gonna gamble with, like, this thing, (laughs) and, and we know nobody who's done this before, but I think I can do it. (laughs) Because why not? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, it's definitely a risk, but I think she, like, allowed me to, like, she gave me some time to be, like, okay, like, this is what you want to do, like, go explore what that's like, and Mm -hmm. I think that... You know, I started getting little jobs like shooting dance stuff and shooting little things because right. I, I dance for a large portion of my life as well. So, well, uh, hold up, When you take that leap, like uh-huh. when you take that leap, so you're like, all right, mom, I'm hopping on a plane. You get your stuff together.
0: You try to like work out your finances or whatever. You hop off the plane. You land in LA. You're like, okay, uh, I'm a director. Hi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically, and then nobody answers you because they're just <laughs> walking
1: by and you're yeah. like... Um,
0: Everyone's a fucking director, buddy.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, I mean, even, more so now because, like, everybody yeah, has sorry, cameras. Yeah. But, like, but even back then, I mean, it was just, like, the question was always, like, well, what have you done? And then you're like, well, nothing. Skate videos? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was really against calling myself a director for a long time. Why is that? Because I, I, I've always been sort of, like, concerned with, like... There's a lot of people that are really pompous and they'll just, like, talk... They'll just talk the talk in LA special. I mean, everywhere, really, to be honest. Totally. Um, And I was like, it just, it it irked me, you know what I mean? And like, I really was against, I never wanted to come off like that. So for me, I was so hesitant, almost like a bit to a fault of like, I'm directing things, but I'm just like, well, I make more money editing, so I'm an editor. You know what mm. I mean? Um, it took me a, a while to just be like, all right, like confidently be like, yeah, I'm a director. And it right. wasn't really until like I made the majority of my income directing that I was like, I feel good about saying this. Interesting right. that income was that much tied. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, because I was like, if I'm making my living as an editor, I make seventy-five percent or even sixty percent as an editor. I'm an editor. I'm a fucking editor. That's how I make my living. For sure. Like, how do you make your living? You're like, I'm an editor. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I direct a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, like, what does that mean? You're yeah. Like, well, I make 40% of my. It doesn't, I know. So for me that switch, but after I was like, okay, I'm making 60% directing. I'm a director. I'm a director. I do not do anything. I mean, I do other jobs, yep. but I'm a director. that's how I make my living. Yeah. And I think that there's like pros and cons, because a lot of people are like, oh, you should like speak in into fruition and like do all this stuff. And like I think there's some value to that. But I was just so worried about coming off like a dick, being like, "Oh yeah, I'm a director," and like, "What have you done? Well, I did this one music thing video, with once. This one, girl. yeah, yeah, this I did this time. other thing that I also edited." You know, so I was just like. It wasn't until I could, like, substantially be like, oh, like, really back it up. I, I get guess. it, I get it. Like, speaking
0: it into fruition is one thing. I'm kind of, I'm like similar to you where I'm like, you should speak it into a fruition inwardly. And, like, some people, some people say that's kind of backwards. Like, oh, you put it out there and things will come towards you, law of attraction, blah, 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 all that shit. But what I mean is, like, you, you truly need to believe that you are whatever that thing is yeah. before you can even have that other discussion.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, like, a subtle thing on, like, what you're, like, you can't speak into fruition, like, labels. Like, I think you can speak nope. into fruition, like, I I am directing like I wanna be making things like tell yourself that and go do it but like labeling yourself a director is like a bit of a different thing, well, I don't know.
0: I'm a, listen, I'm gonna I'm disagree with you because you can just write into fruition director in your Instagram bio and in 2019, that's all it takes, yeah, brother, As soon so. as you go
1: save profile, <laughs> yeah. you're a director,
0: right? Ba-bing, anyway, yeah, totally. so that's that. So you came up doing the skateboard video, you came mm-hmm. in and then all of a sudden you got
1: blessed with this Katy Perry pink,
0: Sure. Yeah. like
1: how, what, who, when, where. So this is a prime example of like why you should do free gigs. Because I did a gig for free. Work and it for led to free. It. Yeah. Okay. So you know the free thing, I, I have a very strong opinion on it. I definitely think you should, but it shouldn't be the majority of your work. <laughs> obviously, can't be. Um, yeah. And and I think that like you need to identify when people are, like it. Like you should always offer for free. If someone's asking you to do for free, like you can tell them to go fuck themselves. You know what I mean? Totally. Depending on where you are in your career, what they're doing, like you just need to be very discerning with how you work for free. But mm. I do think that even people who have careers it's valuable for them. And I still try to do like one music video for free for like a new artist Mm -hmm. where it's like, keep the cost low and just run out and shoot something fun and Mm -hmm. go do it. I've done that for the past like couple years, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But anyway, so my friends were choreographing for Pink for her Funhouse tour. It was their first really big job as choreographers and they wanted some like behind the scenes footage, footage of them working with Alicia's, Pink's name. And so they asked me to like come and I was like, yeah, I'll come. I'll just come shoot, totally. So I shot for a few, I shot rehearsals for a few days um, and then I met the tour director, I met some other people, and then they asked me to, to come shoot for them, shoot I BTS. That's amazing. And, then, and then, so they, they brought me in for like five days, and then they needed the opening video of her tour wow. to be directed, because Dave Meyer is like the guy who directs most of her music videos. Uh, he was gonna do it, and the budget was like just crazy, of course, that's what he's used to. Yeah. And then so they're <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, they're, they're like, We got 15 grand or something like that, and we need to do this thing, can yeah. you do it? And I was like, Yeah, of course. 15 right? grand? Hell yeah, yes. totally. You know, so, uh, so we did a small little shoot and that was the start. I did the opening video. I did the closing video. I went on tour and did mm-hmm. a whole like behind the scenes thing of her life on the road. So it really led to a lot and it was like, so I was going to work for free for that couple yeah. days. And it worked out yeah, very, absolutely. very, very well. Like literally my, like uh, uh, the first four or five years of my career were like based off that initial connection. The people that I met working Crazy. with. Crazy. Are you, um, are you a Gary Vee subscriber? I am, yeah. I am,
0: because that's one of the that's one I got of the some Gary
1: things. V's. I got some K Swiss's at the house. Hey, yeah. there you
0: go. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the biggest things he says is you know don't be afraid to work for free. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's why I actually got to Vancouver, man. As I came over, and I was just like, I came to uh, to work for a creative agency, mm-hmm. um, and I was just like, yep, yeah, I'm here. Like, I'll do it. Just like whatever, just throw it throw it my way. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. Just acknowledge me here, and let me just keep just throw whatever it is.
1: It's so it's so valuable. I mean, if you have to have that opportunity, that will benefit you. You know what I mean? But it's like. I, you know, it's like, if someone was like, oh, like, Steven Spielberg wants coffee, I'm like, I'm there every Uh, day, like, I don't care. It does not matter, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you know, so...
0: I'm totally with it, I love it. I think the whole idea is is amazing, and there's this whole, especially in Vancouver, sorry, Vancouver, I shit on you guys a lot, but (laughs) you know what it is, Uh, I'm from one of the Gulf Islands, so... Uh, I can. I guess I can do that. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, sure. Um, uh, and there's this huge movement of like entitlement or whatever, right? So everyone's like, oh, I gotta get paid, or I'm a rapper now because I had this in my bio, or I'm a this because I have it in my bio, so you yeah. gotta pay me. Da 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 da. But at the end of the day, it's just like, I'm so lucky. Like for instance, with this podcast, mm. it was just like, yo, I, that was a DM, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like that, or that was a, a conversation at a club or whatever. It's just like, yes, yes, I'll come and do this for free. Like just cultivating that energy or like, I don't want to get too woo woo on you, but you mean, it is, it is definitely a thing, right? Um, and that's something that Gary Vee preaches, you know, intensively. Um, so that kind of launched your career a little bit. I love that whole vibe and maybe that gave yourself the personality and all that, but then how does that loop back into, how did that craft your, I don't wanna say creative direction because I feel like that's an overused word, mm-hmm. but how did that craft your eye for filmmaking? Or did it
1: at all, or? Oh, it had it had to have. I mean, it definitely made me learn how to light women, you know, which is, again, it's its, it's own thing. Yeah. And the cool thing about that is that, like, once you have, like, Katie and Pink on your reel. Like, tough to have a girlfriend. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, um, but I mean, it's like, any other female pop star is like, okay, you can light me, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it's like, you've lit and you've lit some of the best, especially at that time, like, you know, it's like, I mean, they're still obviously super famous, but like, they were like really big at the time. So it's just like all the other like stars coming up. Female stars coming up. It's like, yo, you can light like them too, right? That was like, I kissed a girl and I liked it, Tom. Just right? after that. it was, it was her California Dreams World Tour. Oh. So that's like, like California girls, firework. Oh my god, uh, that yeah, kind of stuff. That's yeah.
0: like, yeah, oh, she, yeah, she popped. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. It. yeah,
1: that was like the breakthrough
0: record. You know, what super, I mean? super cool. super, yeah. super cool. So then, so craft dry a little bit. I get it. You know, you can light guys and all that skill, but you have no traditional education in this. I do
1: not. No, you went to school for psychology. I have a degree in psychology. Actually, that could help. It's it's super helpful, yeah. I and mean, like I think, uh, you know, at, at first blush, you don't think that it has anything to do with it. Hey right? man, women are emotional. I guess. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. No. Um, but sorry. like, there's <laughs> two. There's two. There's two things that I found uh, were really really helpful in having a, a degree in psychology and then going into filmmaking. First is like worth work ethic. Totally. You know, so it's like if I went to LA right out of high school, I would've partied, I would've like fucked off, I would've done whatever like to be cool or whatever, right? Yep. I didn't really, I didn't learn how to work hard until college where it's like finals time and it's like you're in the library studying every day for a month and yeah. it's like you buckle down to like get your term papers done or whatever, right? Yeah. I learned how to work hard in school and then also it's like with psychology, you understand, the whole idea about psychology is like how people perceive and understand things. Mm. So for me as a filmmaker, like my goal is to make you feel something, like to viscerally feel something in your stomach. And so it's like, if I understand how you perceive things, I'm better, uh, I have better tools to elicit that, that reaction, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that was really interesting and, and, off, and gave me a lot of insight that I still sort of rely on on like how people understand things and how people frame things in their head. And even with like, I've been writing a lot lately and it's mm-hmm. like my, my knowledge in that world has informed uh, my writing style too, because mm-hmm. it's like I studied... People and people's minds for five years because uh, I took four classes a year because I was trying to <laughs> film make at the same time. So yeah. um, So you know, it's like it, that. That knowledge has has informed my entire career. Totally. You know, and that's and that's a big part of
0: like what makes you such a great fit for, first of all, th- this podcast. I mean, I mean, it's self hire, right? That you embody that like a hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Like that's that self ownership, self responsibility, and just be like, all right, I want this. I'm gonna go get this. I'm gonna put all my ducks in a row to go get that. Yeah. I mean, there's no other
1: way. It's like, if you half-ass it, it's like, it's not happening No. especially in LA, you know, like, it's so funny. I, I've talked about this a bunch, but it's like, it's the truth where it's like everybody in LA is like, is talented. is good looking, like has all this stuff going yeah. for them. So it's like, how are you going to go there and like set yourself apart? Like, how totally. are you? And it's like, if you like, if you don't spend, if you don't focus and like spend all your time, like trying to achieve what you're trying to achieve, someone else is going to put in that work. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, it's hard to affect your innate talent. It's hard to affect like how you look, but it's like I can definitely affect how hard I work. You play you know sports? I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. You're I talk, mean,
0: you're talking like okay, I'm a basketball guy, okay, so sure, sure, sure. like you're talking like a like a hooper right now. Sure. Like yeah, 100%. yeah. 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 I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, it, like those those things apply. You know what I mean? It's like because I'm ultimately what I'm talking about is being at the top of your craft. So be it playing basketball, be it filmmaking, be it a content creator, whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't bust your ass, someone else will, and that spot is going to get taken by someone else.
0: There's there's seven billion people on this planet.
1: Yeah. But um, the other thing, too, that applies to that I really think is interesting is, like, it also applies to, like, being good to work with and being kind. Because it's like, if you're a dick, it's like, and you're talented, you might be able to get certain, uh, like, a certain amount away or a certain distance. But at some point, people are like, I don't wanna work with this guy. Like, or, there's another guy who's good, who's nice. Or know? even if you're an inauthentic nice guy. Sure, yeah, yeah, like totally. there's a, You
0: have a glass ceiling on yourself, right? Yeah. And I'm not talking about like being an extrovert or being an introvert, I'm just talking about being a genuine, like, people don't care how much you know they, they care, no, I don't know what the saying is. People don't care, I don't know what it is. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, thank sure. you. Yes. there you go, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so that's like a huge part of it. And I just don't think that, at the end of the day, like people are people, it's not an exchange, it's like an exchange of energy. I'm yeah, yeah. so woo-woo, I mean so woo woo i do not mean to get woo-woo. <laughs> no, no, I, I, like, I, I you know, get so, a you know, little
1: woo-woo in me, you know? Like there's, there's
0: not, it's yes, I'm hiring you for this, but at the end of the day, like I need to be able to work for you every day. And, <laughs> totally, and man. it's the, from a basketball ba- background, mm-hmm. obviously, right? And so, you know, I've coached, I've played, and it's just like, listen, I'm a six foot white guy, okay? Mm-hmm. So like, I, and I made it over to Europe for a year, but it was just like, I was like, if I work as hard as possible, like, just 100% of the time. Like, don't leave any spot for error. Like, the only spot for error I'm going to leave is that maybe I don't know the right way to be working out, but I can't control that anyway, so I'm just trying to learn as much as possible, sure. yeah, as much time as possible. And if I do that at the highest rate possible, there's, like, a 50% chance I'll make it. Yeah. Or, like, a 20% chance oh, totally. I'll make it, yeah, right? Yeah. And, like, just at that, that point. That's, but,
1: yeah, totally. Then you can look back and be like, I tried. Yeah, and you'd be confident that, like, at least you gave it your all, and you're like, if it didn't work out for whatever external factors, you're like, I tried, like, I gave it everything, and, like, you can feel confident or happy sort of changing directions knowing that you, you laid it everything out on the table, you know what I mean? I can die, I just don't want regrets, man. Gary Vee, there's a Gary exactly. V thing. Yeah. yeah, totally.
0: It's like, I just don't want to, like, be there at 90 or 100 or... 70 and be oh, like oh my worst. gosh
1: you're like oh i should have i should have you're like do it do it no 100 percent. you said you're doing a little bit in uh in writing
0: as well i've
1: been writing writing has been my focus for the past year year and a half no for sure yeah because so for me it's like i want to make the transition from short form to long form so i want to do narrative long form mm. is the goal and that's all that's always been the goal since i moved out there is no to do film right and so i'm at the point where i'm like okay i could sit around and wait till someone gives me a script or whatever, but I was oh, like, or you yeah. could just try to write one. So that's wow. been like my focus for for a while now.
0: Writing is a totally different, I mean, from directing to writing, it's a little bit different of a creative outlet, no? Like are you trying, when you hone in to be a writer, and especially for, you know, with the narrative long form, mm-hmm. your storytelling, I get the psychology, obviously you're well versed and you can, I'm sure you can picture the frames as you're writing and, and all that, but is there, to just go out and write a script or to just write a film in general, that's a large jump from uh, no writing before or yeah. did you write in high I mean, school? I've
1: always, I mean, I've always written, I mean, not like screenplays, but about, I, you know, I wrote in high school and like as a creative outlet and I've always been interesting. I think like directing is an extension of like my desire to tell stories. And so I would write stories when I was younger. And you know, try to make them funny or interesting or whatever. And I always enjoyed telling stories, too. For sure. Um, and so, you know, it's just like this, it's a technical extension of that. But the skill of writing is, like, so much different than directing. You have to sort of, like, I've had to at least, like, relearn the technicalities of what that is and what that means. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so. What does that mean?
0: Like, to you, what are the technicalities of writing that you've had, a, like, a challenge with? Well,
1: uh, you know, it's... It's just been like writing a screenplay is a very specific skill, and and so the, at first it's like learning the the formatting of a screenplay. You know what I mean? Right. Like so, like just that those fundamentals. You I know, have no so, fucking
0: clue what you're talking about, but yes, I can I can <laughs> yeah, understand that is a different like, thing.
1: Exterior this or that day, yeah. and like description in this. You know, so you need to learn how it how it it physically is formatted. But right. then you then you need to learn how to make it good, and that's much more subjective, right? Mm. But like you know because scenes it's so interesting because we think that like films are good because they're like real and they portray real life and we feel them and and like they they make us like feel or think something right and then so when you sit down you're like okay like real life like this is what happened, this is what people say but then when you really break it down it's like people don't really talk like they really would in real life in the film like they say similar things but if you like really think about how like that conversation might go in real life it's like it's very succinct and like everything someone says in a film like has a meaning or a purpose. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you have a real conversation, you, you talk too much about bullshit in between the meaningful things. So yeah. you have to learn how to like condense Dude, it I do down. podcasts, I get it. Exactly, right? <laughs> so like we're hitting points here or there, and then the rest of the time we're just kinda like talking about bullshit, right? But um <laughs> so you know, it's basically like learning how to condense it down and like learning and then just like beats of a film, like what needs to happen twelve pages in, what needs to happen twenty-five pages right, in, like right, that right, kind of right, stuff. Right. Those are like You have to learn that formula in order to maybe break it or tweak it a little bit to make it a little bit fresh or interesting, but you really have to learn that foundation. Kind of like the fundamentals of... It's like... This is a horrible example that I'm just thinking of right now, but it's like knitting a sweater, say, right? You have to learn how to knit a sweater, right? So it's like, it has a shape, it has a size, there's a a template, you have to learn. But if, like, you want to make a dope sweater, you have to make a hundred sweaters that are just normal, and then get crazy with the patterns, and, like, do something dope, or design it really cool, and it's like, it's still a sweater, but it's yours, it's designed dope in the way that you want it, but you couldn't do that off the bat. You'd have to learn the basics, like, how to just do a normal sweater first, right? (laughs) You gotta, like, you gotta... We're looking at clothes here. Yeah, we're looking at clothes. (laughs) I get it, I get
0: it, I get it. You got to like, um, you got to Mr. Miyagi wax on, wax mm-hmm. off a thousand times before you actually go anywhere exactly, with it. Exactly. No, I totally get it, man, for sure. What, uh, so then what do you find challenging then? What makes a really good, I mean, writing is one thing and obviously you're still exploring that and you're trying to formulate that and what your style is and do you have anything on the, like on the horizon here for 2019
1: in terms of your writing or? Yeah, I mean, I def, I have a couple, I have two scripts that I'm, that I'm working on that I'll probably go out to pitch this year. Ooh, uh, So that's super exciting. What's a pitch like? I mean, it, it's as simple as, it, it just depends. Like an in-room pitch and then like sending a script in or like to, sending a script in is like finding someone's email. And like That's fine. Making sure, yeah. Well, like
0: in-room, like how
1: do you approach that? It's like, it, it really depends on the context of the meeting, you know, and like who you're meeting with and like what they're looking for. And so, but it boils down to the thing that I, that I talked to earlier is like asserting your value. Right. You know? So it's like if I'm going into t- a meeting with a studio, right, and they're looking for, one of them is kind of like a comedy. They want a comedy, a fresh take on it. You know, like me understanding what they want. They want to make a movie. They want to make money, right? So my job is like going in there and explaining why my movie is the one to make money for them. Why it's relatable. Why, why it's, it's not value. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. What, what value am I bringing? Because I know they're taking meetings with 10 other directors, right? And so like, Figuring out how mine's different, how it adds value, how, how it is the thing that they're looking for. And, and half of that equation is identifying what they're looking for. Right, you know what I mean? Right, And if you don't know, then you're just like, okay, I'm just going to be like, just tell them how awesome it is or f- be my authentic self. And like, hopefully hope it, it just is. Yeah. But if you can kind of like figure out what they're looking for, and I don't mean like change what you're selling, but just frame it in a way that it like checks off whatever boxes they have. Totally. You
0: know? Yeah. And you're the master of framing things in the right way. Yeah. Are you ever like... Um, hey, I'll write it and um, I could direct it too.
1: Uh, well, n- no in the sense like that's 100% the idea. So yeah. like I don't even need to pitch it. That's the only option. Yeah. I'm not selling the script for someone else to direct. I'm like, oh. if you want to make this movie, I'm directing it. Got it. And if you don't want in it, that, that's it. That's got the it. deal, right? So yeah, that's inherently uh, a part got of it, the stuff. Got, yeah. got it, got it, got it, got it. Because do,
0: I don't know, how much, if you were to write something and then sell it to a studio, is that worth anything? Like, oh, yeah. Like what is that worth? I got, give me numbers. No.
1: Uh, I mean... Like studio picture. Facts. I mean, okay, so it's like, it, it, it could be nothing to a lot, obviously, you know yeah, I mean? of course. Because it's like what happens usually is like what's called an option. Hmm. So like an option, it's like they could be like, we're gonna be five hundred dollars. We're gonna option it for a year. Like five thousand dollars option, fifty thousand dollars an option for a right. year. You right. know what I mean? I think like a studio commissioned SAG or or WGA a script is like 70 grand or something mm. like that but that's like once you're in the union that's a commission thing you're yeah. an established writer yeah but you know when you're selling a script i mean you know it's it has happened that scripts are bought for a million dollars you know and sure. a, lot, a lot go for you know i i think it just depends dude because you can meet with like production companies that are like trying to get their feet off the ground and then they're like okay we'll give you like a grand and like we're gonna try to make it and you're just like okay But yeah. but then again it's like you have to remember if you're selling it to them, you're optioning to them for a year, they have a year to make it. So like, it has to be worth you taking it off the oh, table wow. to give to them for a year. So if someone's like, hey, we're gonna option this for a grand, to me, that number doesn't matter. It's my confidence that they I can actually make it. If right. I'm confident that they can make it, I'd be like, don't pay me anything. Hmm. Like, if you have, let's say, a six-month option, me as a director, go do it. I'll get paid as the writer when it gets made. I'll get paid as the director it gets made. I don't need the option. Money, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You know? Like, it's like it's like a bonus check, really. Totally. But then if they're like, oh option for fifty grand, I'm like, great, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Different different conversations. Yeah,
1: totally. But um, yeah, it really, it really varies and 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 t- yeah, to me the end goal is making it so it's like whoever whoever has the ability to make it that's who I want to like work with you know.
0: So at this point in your career do you really have to like market yourself? I know you put a lot of thought into who you are and how you portray yourself to the world and obviously your personal brand is important to you and has brought you value Um, but do you really have to put a lot of thought and work into getting projects and selecting
1: projects or is it just kind of like I can pick and choose at this time? I mean I I think there's always work that you have to put in to get the next job and to, like, secure the next job. And it's, like, for me, I'm still trying to, I want better jobs every time. You know what I mean? So if I get complacent, like, some other dude is going to take my jobs, yeah, right? Yeah, but, dude, you shot for, like, Katy Perry. What so, are you well, talking? Okay, what so is so the will, better job? I will say this, right? I am fortunate enough that people do call. Yeah, you know what I mean? Of course. And so, like, I think that I I don't need to, like, chase down... I frame this. Not like jobs that I would get anyways, but my network has been, because I've been directing for 10 years, I work with people consistently. Mm-hmm. And when they have something, they'll call me and like, it's a job, right? I don't need to chase those down, but like, those are the job in my mind, I'm like, those are the jobs I already have. Mm-hmm. I want the better next one I don't have, you right, know what I right, mean? Right, 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 right. And so I'm going to put in work to get those next jobs. So what, are, what is that next job for you now? Um, I mean, more broadcast, commercial. Really? Yeah, I think. I do a lot of digital stuff, which is great, you know? Um, But I I just I have a Hank. I just want to do broadcast stuff. I get it It's like the traditional thing It's like even though this the sphere has changed so much You know when I started directing 10 years ago digital didn't exist and so I was like I want to direct a commercial And I'm like I've done some broadcast stuff, but I just want to do more often There's like better budgets just because it costs so much for them to put it on the air Mm -hmm. That there's inherently more money to make a spot Um, So I think that's a big goal for me this year for music videos like I've done a bunch and like They're fun, but I'm not like trying to pound those down. I'm not trying to like write on every music video and like go do it. So it's like um, that's that's my focus is shifting away from that. More broadcast stuff, I'd Mm. say, and then really long form is like the the long form's the thing for sure. I
0: know a lot of uh, actors and a lot of just personalities and celebrities, if you will, have their own production companies and whatnot. I don't know. uh Dwayne Johnson has seven bucks I believe and stuff like that like people mm-hmm. are really starting to get savvy to the game and and build their own companies around that stuff. I saw you did some work and I don't want to ask you all these celebrity questions and yeah. bullshit but no, like all good. you uh, You worked a little bit, I watched your vlog with um, um, Channing Tatum Mm, and you, I thought it was hilarious, by the way, your buddy who did the first time acting thing was super fucking funny. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go go watch that vlog, Kev, will link it somewhere. Yeah, definitely, it's a fun one, yeah. Um, And uh, so when you do something like that where you're working directly with someone who's obviously an icon or someone that has their own production company, you're working with their budget, and in a situation like that that maybe is, I don't wanna say indie, but just not as, you're not going to a corporate building or whatever, do they give you like full, creative control or do they it, really want to know?
1: It really varies. Uh, so I've had jobs that are like bigger jobs where I like, have 100% creative control. Um, and then I've had jobs that are like smaller things and people are just on you about stuff. So like, it really varies. In that case in particular, like I've known Chan and I've worked with him for years. Mm. And so like, we pitched that idea to promote uh, the show, Comrade Detective, right. and they were like, okay, and so we were like, okay, let's do so, it. We're going the office. Like, that's his office. You know oh, I mean? no way. No. Yeah. And so it was just like, and, you know, everybody there is friends, you know what I mean? Right. And so it was literally like that That whole day was like friends getting together to make a fun thing mm-hmm. with a movie star,
0: you know? Yeah, that's super cool. How do you like, so obviously your creative directions now, like, it's it's a thing. Like, you have a style. You've honed in on your craft. Like, if I, you know, had fifty thousand dollars and be like, hey, like Cole, I need you to go do X, Y, and Z. I'm gonna be totally confident that you're there. How do you now that you've attained that like creative direction and this is my shit now? How do you level up in terms of, you know, like I know you're a guy that likes planning. You want to have your show notes. You want to have this or whatever. Like, how do you level up your value? What's really important to you to land those like AAA a, a list, top of the food chain? Gigs?
1: Um, that's a good question and I think, I mean, for me a lot of it is about just being really consistent, All right. you know, and, and I and I still think, like, like I feel like my body of work has some cool stuff in it but it doesn't have every cool thing in it, <laughs> you know what I mean? So any job that has something cool that I haven't done, like that excites me. And I'm always, I'm always interested in like adding to my reel and adding to my body of work. I've, I've made it uh, a thing where I try not to take any job the reason why I would want to take a job is because it's going to add to my body of work and add to my reel and add to my career. It's right. not so much like, okay, I mean, yeah, I, I enjoy working and I enjoy making a living working, but if I can figure out a way to do something that is going to be unique or different or like add to my history as a director, that is the thing that's interests me. So that I think inherently levels it up if it's like, you know, I haven't shot, uh, you know, um, I mean, I haven't done anything with boats, really, like shooting sailboats, uh, uh, sure, not like a commercial, Cole, but would yeah. be cool, right? But yep. that's the kind of thing, right? So it's like, <coughs> you know, I have obviously I have a ton of beauty, and it's like, you know, I have beauty stuff that even just, that is dope, that wasn't on my reel, that's not on my reel, because it doesn't fit anymore, and there'd be too much. So having a variety of things is good. Mm. Um, and so it's not like I need to do more beauty, but I do a ton of it, and I love that, so that's fine. But doing other things that can... Add to my reel like i just this past year i've done a bunch of stuff with mercedes right. and that's been really cool because i have no car stuff on my reel oh. so you know we went off-roading with the new g wagons like shot a bunch of content for that so and so say, that's yeah. an addition to the reel that that wasn't really there before so i think that's like a level up in some sense um yeah so i think it's just doing like expanding your your breadth of work and just doing really high quality content every single time right right, you know? right.
0: yeah i mean like i'm obviously like a sports guy so it's just like you in the sports world or MMA world or basketball world or whatever, you always want like, hey, let me add this combination. Let me add this skill. Let me add this. Let me add that. Is there like a technical thing that you're missing or you want to hone in on? Or or are you really, is that something you've kind of already been there, done that?
1: I mean, there's all. see, the thing is like, there's always new technical things and innovations that come out, right? And so it's like, the faster you can get it on your reel, the better. Like I do a lot of stuff with this camera system called the Bolt, which is this high-speed camera arm. I do this thing called the GlamBot for E for all the red carpets. Sweet. And like that technology came out maybe five years ago, and I started really working with it like two or three years ago. And so now I have a ton of stuff of it, of that on my reel, and that's really like taking my reel to another level. Because it's like really cool camera movements, super epic slow motion, um, and it's just, like, I cool said. visual stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, So, you know, I think that whenever there's new technologies that come out, if you can get them on your reel, then that's great, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely distinctively remember that. You had, like, a couple, like, just those zooms are crazy. Sure, yeah. The zooms yeah. and the slow mo. Yeah. What? Yeah. How did you do it's that? It's a really cool combo for sure. Super dope, super dope. So then, who's your... So, how, sorry, how did the thing with uh, Mercedes-Benz come to fruition? That was oh, kind of crazy.
1: Through social. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Totally. And so that was like, that's by far the coolest job I think I've gotten through social. And so I have like a vintage uh, Mercedes G-Wagon. Whoa, 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 Hold up. Pause. <laughs> does does Mercedes Benz slide in your DMs? Yeah. hundred percent. To be honest, it was the craziest thing. So I actually wasn't following Mercedes. And so like, you know, you check your like filter DMs every so often. So I'm like on Instagram or whatever. I look at like the filter DMs and I see the little check mark and it's like Mercedes Benz. And I was like, huh? Like that's. That's interesting. Interesting. So I go like you know in the filter like down the way. So I click on it, and then it's it's, it's the ad agency that runs their social, right? So yeah. it's someone from the ad agency saying, "We really love your truck. You know, it's super cool. We're doing we're rebranding the G wagon. This was a year and a half ago, um, and we want to do like interesting stories. These stories they called it stronger than time uh, about the G wagon and its history. We love your truck. We want to do a story on you. So cool. I was like, great. Well, I can shoot all my own stuff. And so I pitched them like a five day California camping trip. So I drove up and down the coast of California. And you vlogged it? Yeah, I shot all the content, we shot a bunch of stuff for them, serviced it through Mercedes Global website, Mercedes Global Socials, yeah. and then that, le- actually, and then Mercedes USA hit me up this past year, independently of that. Wow. Yeah, so I, I again, on Instagram, through the um, Mercedes USA check yeah totally through the their marketing manager like found my thing and again saw my truck and was like hey that's super dope we're Sweet. doing xyz do you want to do some more stuff and I said of course damn
0: cool um I drive a uh, like a, a 2010 Volkswagen Jetta so Volkswagen hey, get, it, get in get
1: DMs <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> I like it I like it a lot I, it's cool that it brings that value to you I just we live in such a weird fucking time where it's like directors are famous now, like producers are famous, sure, like, yeah, yeah. like Scott Storch, like Dre is obviously an icon, but we know these like, all, like Metro Boomin is a pop star, yeah. and yeah. like obviously yeah. like, it's kind of similar parallels now, but you would never think of,
1: it's, it's you It's know, so crazy, it's like, I, I think of someone like Murda Beats, who's like, yeah, like you know, heck? it's like, he has like a million followers, and it's just like, but I get it, because it's like, we all want that, It's I think that's almost like a more appealing lifestyle, because it's like, you're like you're with all the rappers traveling around, but you can sort of still be in the cut with it, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then, but, like, their Instagram is so lit because they're on stage right. with everybody, and yeah. it's, like, more so because you're, like, a little bit of Drake and, like, a little bit of Travis Scott because you're you, producing yeah. for all of them. You get the behind the scenes, yeah. kind of. Yeah, 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 but I think that, like, you know, outside of, like, the big, big producers in, like, the 90s, like, Timberland and the Neptunes, it's, like, those guys were just, like, like, literally in the cut. You didn't know who yeah. they were. And, yeah. and so, but I, I think it's just, I, it's cool to see that it's cool to see those creatives like having more of a profile and I think it's sort of like for better or for worse I don't think that it's in it, it's it comes with its own set of issues and and sort of drawbacks but there's a lot of benefits to it and so I think it's over and I mean it's where we're headed so I just kind of try to embrace it and think it's cool. As a person that's directly in that space
0: you directly occupy that space mm-hmm. like you're a director that's verified on Instagram. Like, sometimes like, someone' just like, what? Yeah, 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 Anyways. totally. Like when, like, when I first came across your shit, I was like, this guy, like, does he sing? Does he rap? He just has sick hair. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> what? He's, He's verified because of his hair. Yeah, like,
1: I don't get it. Instagram, yeah, totally. It's, Instagram's it's a weird place. It's, it is interesting because it's like, obviously, historically, directors are literally behind the camera. But and you I, don't
0: know them. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't, don't know. Them, yeah, and you ha- yeah.
1: Aside from like the most famous, famous ones. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah, like Quentin Tarantino. You know, it's like, you don't really know who these guys are. Yeah. But I think it's just like cool that, that they can have exposure and we can see into their lives a little bit. And then you can connect with them. You know what I mean? Like I've connected with a ton of people like you and from something like this in the podcast to Mercedes to just random cool people I've met for coffee along the way. It's just like, to me, you know, you can meet people that you would have never met. And I think that's awesome. You know, dude,
0: I got to ask you, man. Like uh, I'm listen. Let me filter this by saying I'm the most small-time dude in the entire world. But because of this podcast, I like I've started to got like a lot of like random DMs and a lot of like coffees and a lot of like hey let's yeah, meet yeah, up and yeah. da, da. how the f- do you filter those? Like you can't just I've I've gone for coffees with people that online look uh-huh. amazing uh-huh. and then have nothing to add <laughs> yeah. and just yeah, want to yeah, yeah. go like you know what I'm saying they just want to network. Like, how do you filter that shit?
1: I mean it's. I'm super selective only because I'm so busy. Thanks you know for coming I mean? by, by the yeah. way. God <laughs> no. damn. No, shit. I'm happy to. I'm happy yeah. to. Of course, like my hometown, you guys are doing cool. You guys are making content in Vancouver. I love it. About being creative. It's like I'm there 100%. Sweet. You know what I mean? Appreciate it. But like, you know, for... I, I do get a lot of requests to like coffee or intern or this and that. And I, I don't know. I'll usually like... I'll respond if I can, you know. And like I'll check out their stuff. And I've met people for coffee. It just It's just a vibe thing. I get a vibe that like they really have some questions or like they're if they're doing something like on their own already that's entices me a little bit more like right. i i have people that are like oh i want to direct like how can i become a director and then on their page like nothing to do with directing or filmmaking and i'm like i am not going to show you the basics yeah. but like you know some people are like oh check out my reel or like i've done this or that or whatever and i'll look at their stuff and i'm like oh they're they're like doing their own thing they're into it they're already spending energy trying to learn this craft i'm happy to sit down with them because i never went to film school I learned a lot from people sitting down with me and explaining totally. stuff and talking. So, I'm always trying to, like, give back in that sense if mm-hmm. I can. Um, so, like, if you're doing something and, like, you're around L.A., it's like, I'll, I'll try to meet for coffee if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, dude, you're, you're a director. You must have, like,
0: actors and photographers and all these creatives, like, constantly try to, like, court your attention, no?
1: I mean, like... I, I do get messages. Dude, but go, it's not hol- like, go Hollywood no, on me no, no, one no. time. It's, like, it's, come it's on. <laughs> not that, it's not that bad. I mean, it's like you know, you have obviously there's exposure because of Instagram. You know what I mean? It's like people see what I'm doing, right? And I think that, uh, I mean, I do get requests, but you know, it's like I'm not entitled to answer or say yes. So you know, it's like I'll I'll be nice, and I, you know, I don't know. It's just like. Yeah. Always, I don't know. Polite it, Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The polite guy, like, oh, thank you, or like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I don't know if I have time. I don't want to hurt do. your feelings. Yeah, I like, mean, I, I don't think it's a weird thing that like, you know, my time is a little limited for all of that stuff. So if I say I don't have time. If you're offended, like I don't know, go fuck off, right? Like, no, and if know. you're
0: if you're offended, like you just don't get it. Yeah, Like, totally. like time is absolutely 100 percent the most valuable resource ever. And if once you get to a certain level, you start to understand that a lot. Like, but dude, you go to L.A. If I go to L.A. If I go to L.A. right now, mm-hmm. and I get off the air, I get off the, aer- the airplane, all right, and I go to a Denny's, mm-hmm. the person serving me pancakes is gonna be a fucking actor. I guarantee uh,
1: it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's so
0: many of these people.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean. But most don't have, like, like the most aren't in people. It's just, like, a few of them are, like, in everybody's DM. You know what I mean? It's not, like, everybody's DMing everybody to try uh, to, like, DM get DM
0: sluts. I know them. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly, right? There's traps everywhere. Totally. Gotta so, watch
0: your feet out here, folks. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. So, you know, I, and I think, and, and for me, I can I can usually tell if, you can tell pretty quick if they're, like, genuine or just idiots or whatever, you yeah, know, and yeah, I just yeah. respond appropriately. If you're nice and thoughtful and and seem to be respectful, you know, I'll, I'll see what I can do, right?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, so, Cole, you, I, this is, we got so deep into, like, Cole, the person. I wanna get, the reason why I want people like you on and not, like, I don't necessarily want the stars, so to speak, mm-hmm. like, I mm-hmm. want the people that are behind that. Like, we had, uh, uh, Manila Gray is a big guy coming out of BC mm-hmm. right now, and we had Azelle who's, the, you know, uh, who's essentially, well, he's their producer, but he's also their yeah. manager, right? And I want those people on sure. so we yeah. can dig into, you know, uh, personalities are great, but the mechanics of shit is way more interesting, right? So I want to kind of pivot a little bit there. What makes like, we look at, music videos have changed so much. Mm-hmm. Like, f- I remember just being a kid and be like, when Rap City used to come on, it was like, that was the shit and you used yeah, to like yeah, the yeah. little, like the credits in the bottom, you don't yeah. have that anymore, right? And like those spots were super valuable. And I remember there was like, uh, I remember seeing Mad Child and Swollen Members mm-hmm. for the first time on like, yeah. TV and I was like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like they have made it, they're Hollywood now, yeah. and now it's just like anyone can throw up a music video, are music videos, do they still have the same value that they used to? Obviously the budgets have gone down, but yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, budgets have definitely gone down.
1: <laughs> Va- uh, it's, it's hard to say, because the value's just changed, you know, so like for, a, I, I think it's actually coming back up, like for a long time. Obviously, you know, historically, it's super valuable, like when they had millions of dollars, and those were like the main marketing tool for a song. And then the whole industry changed, and we all went digital, and then you know the record industry was like figuring out how to be sustainable, and music videos just took a tank because it was this period before YouTube was super big, but the record industry was tanking that like music videos just kind of went away for a second.
0: This is like 2004, 2000, doesn't, what's it yeah,
1: 2004, 2008 say,
0: right. I guess maybe yeah, i not sure.
1: Um, but like in that time. Uh, there was no way, to, there was no like tangible way to push videos out because it was like all reality on MTV, oh God, you know, yeah. but, but around 2008, 9, 10, YouTube started becoming just more substantial in people's lives, and, that, and then, you know, we're getting a lot of views and a lot of exposures on music Man. videos, like those were some of the first things that like really, really popped, and people would like watch them a lot, um, and so after that happened, and then you could start monetizing them, you know, because if you have a successful music video, it's like, it can easily pay for itself and some. Sure. If you're getting into the hundreds you, of millions yeah, of Yeah, you're views, talking about right?
0: hundreds of millions of views. You're talking yeah. Rihanna, you're talking Eminem here, like, you know. Yeah,
1: but still, you know what I mean? Like, I think what's interesting is that before, like, the record labels didn't really have a tangible way to pay for those. Yeah. And so now they're like, okay, and it started to be like, okay, we'll spend a million dollars because if we get a hundred million views or whatever, like, that equates to, like, that much, and then that's that much exposure. So I think that YouTube really brought music videos back and so, you know, as far as, like, the financial end of it, it's, like, it's always in flux as far as, like, ad rates or whatever. Right. But there is a platform now, and it's, and it's on YouTube, and it's online. Totally. You know? So I think that there's a resurgence, especially now that you can make music videos for much cheaper. Everybody has them, which, again, is a better-for-worse thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it's, just the way, it's just the way it is. So I think it's almost, like, returned its value where it like can be a really good marketing tool. It actually can potentially recoup your investment or paying for one. If you're big enough, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, or I if get, you're small yeah. enough and you only spend a thousand dollars, like, you can if you do, do for free with your iPhone,
0: like, you can do that too. Yeah. Oh my God, you see a little Dickies thing with the? Uh, oh my. Which God. Which one? No, like, little Dickies. Yeah, yeah, of okay, of okay, yeah, Okay, cool. I thought I was. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No. because this guy talking I'm like, about? Well, which one are
1: you talking about? No, like, no,
0: the um, uh, save that money. He made he made a music oh, video yeah. for no money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So epic.
1: I think that might have been the first one. I think when they were reporting about that, I thought it might have been the first time I saw him.
0: Yeah, that was the first. Yeah, that was. I was like, who is this guy? We're making yeah. a music video, and the premise is no money. Can we please come on your yacht yeah. for thirty seconds? Yeah, 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 yeah. We have Ten, these girls. Very, yeah, 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 yeah. Just let us. I'm a rapper. Yeah, I'm a Jewish rapper. Uh, it With was a, so. Am- it was
1: amazing. He's like just going to like rich people's lawns and like let's just rap in front of your lawn for half an hour. I
0: totally love it, like, man. Oh, okay. No, but then yes, come on. Um yeah. So that the whole dynamic has totally changed. Been flipped on its head. Obviously, streaming has disrupted everything. Um, does that change how networks even look at this? These type of things. Do people, for instance, you, you know, you have to, you don't have to throw out your numbers here, mm-hmm. but like directors obviously used to get paid more, mm-hmm. and has that narrowed the field in terms of what you can get for a director, or because so that's one kind of mm-hmm. hyperact, like that's one force pushing it one way, and then the other force pushing it the other way, and I'm trying to find the equilibrium here. I'm, I'm a finance guy. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there's so much ease of access, so everyone can be a director now. So there's so many. Maybe there's more influx at the bottom, but all these guys, all of a sudden, the paycheck has gone way down. Where is the equilibrium? Is there more directors, or is there less of them, and they're better? Is there more, and they're well, worse? I, well, I
1: would argue. I think that the your second situation is actually uh, due to more people making content, so there is more directors. You know what I mean? So like, so so what there what has happened is like. Yeah, the budgets have shrunk. You know, if we're talking like top, top echelon, it's like those have kind of stayed the same for like big, big acts and like yeah. big directors, right? But then the rest has gotten squished down, but they're making so much more. Everybody has a music video. Everybody has content to make. So there's so many more jobs, mm-hmm. right? So maybe they don't pay as much, but you're doing them more often. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're, you're sort of doing them quicker uh, so you can do more in a year, which is, uh, again, like good and bad. Um, And then in in turn, there's just so many more directors because there's so much more work. So I think overall, it's like a really good thing because there is so much work now. Like everybody wants content. Everybody wants to do something. So that's a good thing, right? Um, Sure, budgets have gone down, but that doesn't mean you can't make a living. You know what I mean?
0: If you're good enough, I
1: guess. Yeah, totally. And it's like you just need to be like at the level like working in the level that you're in, you know what I mean? So like if you're doing videos for a grand, as long as you're doing them frequently, then you're doing good for you, right? If you're doing videos for 10 grand, as long as you're doing a lot for you, then that's where it's good for you, right? Right, right, right. So I just think that it's better, like the more work is better, even though it inherently comes with other problems like tons of competition and smaller
0: budgets. So like I look at a music video in a certain way, you know, I don't wanna just bug you with music videos, but I look at music videos in a certain way like, Damn, like there's some bad bitches in this, or like mm-hmm. whatever. Like the song is dope. Like uh-huh. I look at, like a 12 year old boy, and I'm like, yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. from a creative standpoint or from a directing standpoint, have music videos gotten worse or
1: better? Uh, better. Better? Yeah, because I because creativity has gone up. There you go. Because I think that a lot of music videos that were dope were dope because they spent a million dollars, and like not that their creative was bad, but like for a music video to pop now. Like, the creative has to be good. You have to think of something new or cool Outlandish, or different. Yeah. yeah. just, like, do something different. Like, because the days where, like, you can be like, oh, we're going to pay for a yacht and put 50 girls on there are over. And
0: 12-year-old boys like me are going to love yeah, it.
1: totally. But, like, I mean, that, those do well for a reason. But, like, you know. Yeah, because they're hot. I, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you have to just get creative now. You're, yeah. you're forced to be creative because you're on budgetary restrictions. Because you're on all these other restrictions. I, I, I firmly believe that, like, restrictions actually force the best creativity. Mm. It's much harder to be creative if you have unlimited budget, unlimited time. You're just like, what am I going to do? You know, if you're like pressed to come up with an idea, like that's where you really get creative. Totally, totally. So this whole, the rate of consumption of content
0: is is so rapid now, and that's disrupted your industry so much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we live in a world of, constant innovation and especially today and technology is moving at a rate that's so fast whether that's like AI whether that's blockchain or whether that's like robo investors there's a million things that are just like fucking up an old way of living essentially mm-hmm. and I think that you're kind of an industry that has already pivoted a bit what do you think is the next kind of disruption you see coming down the line how is this industry going to change well
1: oh, if I knew what the next disruption would be yeah. I'd make a million dollars of like, course. To like... any suspicions though oh jeez. Ah. Uh... Well okay, I mean, I think that it's very clear that tr- the traditional television model's going away. Yep. Like the, the idea that like, I mean maybe they'll like set schedules, but like 100% of all TV is gonna be streaming. That I think is just a matter of time, mm-hmm. right? And so that's gonna be a disruption in some sense and I don't know how, I, I think that like all these niche things are gonna pop up as they are and like these big network TV, uh, stations are sort of like gonna diminish a little bit. Th- sure so that's a thing right? sure
0: okay yeah <clears throat> so then does does it ever get to a point where you don't obviously there's such an independent push now and there's such a diy culture now which i love like mm-hmm. i'm not shitting mm-hmm. on it at all i think it's amazing that's why we do this yeah, yeah yeah um is there a point where these people just these big corporations are just not going to be making the profits and they're going to shrink or are they always yeah. going to be mammoths
1: well okay i mean so it's like I think the record industry is sort of like insightful in like what might happen for, to TV networks, right? So like basically all the small labels went away or yeah. they got absorbed by big labels and now it's just like the big four yeah. things. And so, you know, I mean, I guess for network TV, there's only there's only four anyways, NBC, CBS, Fox, and... Dude, I've oh. never watched cable, so... But yeah, yeah, I'm not super, super into TV, but yeah. like, you know, I just know that like... It's all gonna go to streaming and yeah. it's gonna change. Yeah. You know, And I don't know exactly how, if I knew how, I'd probably try to capitalize on it.
0: So how long is it until Cole becomes not a director, but an owner? How long is it until you make that jump into the business side
1: and you're kinda like, uh, you know, when I wanna run things or are you always gonna be that creative? I, I mean, I'm always gonna be the creative. I, 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 I've sort of prided myself on having a really strong business sense. I do have my own company. That's incorporated that I run all of my work as a director through. Uh, very but smart. like the idea that like I'm gonna own a business that has a roster of directors and like have a company that runs with overhead is just doesn't interest me. Really? You know, no, not wow. at all. Not at all. So
0: that's so crazy to me. I view you as the uh, an amazing, especially with a psychology degree, but a personality manager. I, like you'd be I mean, that's my job that. as a director. Exactly. That's the
1: thing. That's the thing I think that people don't really understand is that like you are the captain of the ship and like. Your job is far more about. I, I guess, like, you know, when I first started directing, I thought, like, okay, you're the creative. Like, you come up with a cool idea, you have this awesome idea, you go make it, you figure out how to make it, right? Yeah, and that is a part of it. But, like, when you're working with, like, client, agency, talent, like, all these things, your job is to, like, manage. All of these worlds to create this thing, yeah. And so it's it's far more about that than it is just being like, oh, having this sweet idea and getting sweet angles. And <laughs> if
0: everything goes right, that ship might yeah, 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 sail yeah. in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, <clears throat> you know, as far as like owning my own business, I, you know, like. I mean, I own my own business to capitalize on my potential, like my earning potential, because otherwise I'd have to hire a company to like run the stuff and like, that's just stupid because I could own that. You're losing money. But the idea that I'm like taking calls on someone else making something doesn't interest me at all. Yeah. You know, until I'm tired of making things, then I'll do that. Yeah, but, but you, I'm not tired of making things. You never will you know? be. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. right.
0: you're gonna be with one of those 70, 80-year-old directors out there doing your thing. Yeah,
1: and I think that like, you know, like I've produced, I, I mean, I am a producer on my thing, on my things. I'm like the EP because yeah. i run through my company. But like I've produced some things that I don't direct, and it's like, it's interesting. I I there's parts of it that I enjoy, and I think that I will continue to do that occasionally. Like yeah. there's it's there's something nice about it. Like, I've definitely appreciated, like, not having to make creative decisions, Mm -hmm. like, on set, and there's, like, a problem creatively, and I'm like, y'all got whatever you need, like, if you need something (laughs) else, you need a crane, call me, but, Uh, like, y'all figure out what angles you want right now, and be very happy that, like, I'm not in that mix, you know, so it is nice to take that mental break sometimes, and just, like, to step, just to do something different, of course, for sure. but but it's not, like, I don't want to be producing non-stop, I want to be directing. Yeah, totally, totally. Cool, we gotta wrap it up, but I got one
0: I know we've gone way over time, but I want you, How do you
1: get me to spend
0: uh, we've been we've been like an hour and a half. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all <laughs> it's good. It's been going quick. Um, but I gotta ask you because you know a big part of this podcast is like trying to deep dive into like what you're actually trying to figure out, what you're actually trying to work on, what are you actually trying to like, what are the problems you're trying to solve professionally what does cole need to figure out i mean this works perfect with new year's um for 2019 for 2020 for 2021 to be highly successful highly efficient is there anything where you're like i I don't know if i have this yet professionally to be to maximize my potential
1: i think the big thing for me is like see how can i how can i say this like to to be like appreciative of my success but not get complacent in 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 like my motivation, like what I've done. So it's like this weird balance into being like, okay, you know, like life is good, I'm enjoying it, but to still stay hungry and stay strong and still work as hard mm. as I did when I started. And, and it, the timing is good to sort of like exercise that right now because the feature world and like commercial world are actually very separate. So in some sense, I'm starting again at the bottom. It's like I have no clout as a feature film director. Right, you know, I have right. no, I mean, I know some people, but it's not like I have all these connections that I can like call. A resume, yeah. It's a whole new thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so I, I guess like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, but that's like exciting to me. Like Totally. I, I look back at my early years in LA, like it was so exciting because it's like the potential was, limitless it's like right. you could do anything it's like mm-hmm. you get to LA and you're like oh this whole world's here it's like yeah. I can find my own way anywhere you know and so there's a bit of that right now but I think that's super valuable because they're but but I also will say that like if you are so like I know some people that are so driven's the wrong word but like so focused on the next thing that they don't they underappreciate what they've done or undervalue yeah. the present you know what I mean totally. and like I am definitely subject to that and it's like a thing I'm working on it's like if I do, like I could work for a month on like a really cool big job and then the next day it's done, be like, okay, like well, I gotta go next. Totally. And like, that's good and bad. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like finding that balance, I ultimately think is more effective and is more efficient because if you go so far in that, in that, like what am I working towards if I'm always just working? I'm not like, Enjoying the process or the time, not smelling the roses. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, right. But then again, it's like you smell them too long; it's like you. They go away. Exactly, right. So finding that balance, it's always been a thing for me, is like is is navigating in between those two kind of extremes. But I think that it's important to to go on the spectrum. Like it's it's really important to like shut everything off and work in my industry and like be like I'm doing this. I'm locking the door. I'm not coming out till it's done. And there's also. A ton of value in like stopping be like i'm not doing any of that shit. i'm yeah. gonna do some other stuff yeah. i'm gonna like appreciate life and enjoy things and like not worry about work to get back into it so that balance is always a thing and i think that's the thing that i'm trying to focus on for this year
0: yeah finding that balance is definitely important it's such a perfect segue because you know it's january 2nd today and listen mm-hmm. i feel this exact same way man we had we we've come so far with what we've done digitally here with self-fired and you know i've, I've had a lot of growth uh, professionally, which the guys on the podcast know nothing about because I work uh-huh. in finance and I can't talk about it. Sure. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's been a lot of growth there too. When January 1st, I was waking up and I was like, wow, oh my God, I kind of like smelled the roses. I tasted the cake for half a second mm-hmm. and then uh, had an early start today and I just was like on my way into town and I was like, oh man, it's day one. Like it's really yeah. day one. Day one. And then part of me is like, oh man, I'm, I'm really not anywhere, but at the same time, I've done so much, but at the same time, there's so much anxiety around being at day one, but there's also excitement. It's like sure, you don't yeah. get the good without the bad, and there's this yeah, yeah, yeah. push and this this pull. Yeah. I do the same thing when I sit down for a second, or like I don't even like taking I hate taking time off and took like a couple of days off for Christmas and I'm sitting there like
1: yeah, 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 like yeah. what can I do? What can I do to yeah. get ahead
0: for January 2nd or January 3rd or whatever it is? How can I just like blow this shit out of the water instead of just being like, oh yeah, like hi nephew, I haven't seen you in three fucking years. Yeah. Like how, yeah. oh my God, like you have a boyfriend or like you have a girlfriend, What?
1: that's crazy, yeah. right? It, it's interesting because I think that like, I, again, it depends on how you view it, but there's, there's value in doing both. But I think that like it's possible and I think that it's good to entertain the thought that the thing that will make you more efficient and more effective is taking that time off to sit with your nephews, to push your work out of your brain, to be able to like decompress, like, just relax so that when the time, because holidays is not the time to work. You yeah. know what I mean? It's the time to, like, be with family and do the whole thing. So, like, being able to enjoy that guilt-free is super important because that might, that might be the thing that makes you work harder later. And I'm, I'm guilty of it, too. Yeah. I was talking to my mom the other day about it. Where it was like, I was getting stressed. I was like, oh, I got to get back to LA. I got to start working. You know, but I've always been trying. I've been trying to do my best to man. just, like, be president and enjoy the time. I get it, man. I totally do. But,
0: like, at the same time, I love being that guy that like works on Christmas, or like I love being that guy that like is in the gym Friday nights, or like whatever. I,
1: I I did. I mean, I I I have been, and I think that it's good to do that sometimes. But like, I don't, I don't think that that like I don't think that it actually makes you more effective. I you think it what? makes you less effective overall. I think you're totally right. I think you yeah. think that like this is what I got to do, and on some level. It is. Like, it's not bad to do that here and there, but I don't think the idea that, like, you always have to be working to, to be successful is, like, the, the way to make you successful. Even though, despite earlier in this podcast, I mentioned that, like, you got to work harder than anybody else, yeah. right? But it's time isn't time, time at your computer or time on your phone isn't necessarily the expression of harder work i guess it's more like smarter work wow it's not smarter to sit to ignore your family and to be on your computer at christmas you know what i mean totally and like it's okay to take a second i think that like when you're working like that's when you have to work efficiently and effectively and when you're not working like don't work yeah
0: yeah, you know totally dude that's a gem yeah. That's a clip. Yeah. We're there clipping that shit up. Clip it. I love it. Cole, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate hey, it. Dude, thank you for having yeah, me. It was amazing it's to great. meet you. I love to see Canadians abroad oh, and yeah. killing shit. So um yes, I love to uh, tell you what, next time you're here for next Christmas, mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll see we'll see where you're Let's at and maybe up. we'll connect. Absolutely. All right, love Thank it. you guys. Thanks, space. Cool. See ya. Peace.